calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Business Managers Podcast. We are excited to have another guest with us, our new friend, Elizabeth Galperin. She is the founder and CEO of Peak Productivity, and she is a well-respected productivity coach and speaker who assists highly driven business leaders and professionals to reach their highest potential, both professionally and personally. She works collaboratively with clients to improve personal habits, which we all need, define and implement business systems, increase productivity, and perform at their peak. Her mission is to help eliminate the overwhelm clients feel in their lives so that they can achieve productivity, profitability, and peace of mind. Elizabeth has worked in the coaching and consulting industry since 2007 and earned the title of Certified Productive Environment Specialist with the Productive Environment Institute in 2014. When she's not working with clients, she can be found doing anything and everything outdoors, including running, gardening, and playing backyard soccer, and trying to keep up with her two sons, Eli and Alex. As a mother, wife, and entrepreneur, Elizabeth relates to her professional clients who strive to make the most of each day and every opportunity. That's All that stuff sounds like good fall stuff, backyard soccer. Yes. I picture like running through leaves with Eli and Alex. <laughs> yes, and we're about ready to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And just living life. I love it. So welcome to the podcast. We're excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I am ready to talk all things productivity. Seriously. I think this is a, a, a subject that people struggle with, myself included. And working with a productivity coach, which we have done in the past, is important and should be done. So tell us sort of how you got started, how you honed in on this and how you work with clients. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, my story is definitely like a winding road, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs can attest to. I actually have a, my background is in speech language pathology. So I went to undergrad and graduate school to work with children and adults on learning differences, really. I tell that because a lot of the work that I do uh, entails understanding how my clients' brains work best and then creating habits and processes that cater to their strengths um, instead of working against their weaknesses. So I actually was in the education field for several years. I also worked in a private practice setting, and that's where I actually got the itch to become my own boss and a business owner. And I decided I wanted to get out of kind of that healthcare and education field. Uh, And so really just kind of explored what else am I good at and what am I passionate about? And it kind of came down to, I really, I worked with a couple, I worked mostly with children in that career, but I had a couple of adult clients that I worked with 
who actually had suffered traumatic brain injury. And a lot of what I was working on with them in kind of the, the latter half of their rehabilitation was time management, was flexible thinking, was coming up with processes and routines that helped make their day flow. Some of these clients had, you know, some memory issues. So they needed to have routines and checklists and things needed to be simplified and they needed to be able to do things the same way every time to get through their, their lives. So I really loved it. Those, you know, those skills are actually called your executive functions. It's the front mm-hmm. part of your brain that helps with organization, time management, creative thinking, problem solving, systematizing. You know, it took me a little while to figure out. I love this and I have this understanding of how the brain works. How can I make this into a career? And so I I actually, the first leap I took when I, when I left the field of speech language therapy was into the professional organizing industry. Mm. And so I worked with a lot of clients on physical organization, but also organization of paperwork and calendars and the email inbox and uh, all those things that we all, you know, they have to have to know how to manage, but can certainly get overwhelmed by. And then over the years, so as you said, I started my business in 2007. So I'm, I'm 14 years in and um, really identified that it was the business owners and it was the entrepreneurs that I worked with and served best. And I really loved getting in and really kind of being a partner and helping them develop not only their personal processes and routines and habits, because they needed to show up every day at their top, you know, being performing at their at their peak at their top, but also helping them to put the right processes in place early on in their business. So as their businesses grew and they brought in team and they started to scale, they had that foundation that could support growth and scaling. For the past seven years, um, have very, you know, exclusively worked with professionals, business owners, as what I call a business productivity coach. And as the intro implied, I work with clients on the personal. So you have to master some of your personal disciplines first, and then bringing those into their business, into their leadership, into their teams, um, and, and even into their work with, you know, with their clients and customers. So that is kind of the evolution of how I landed where I am now. And I'm right where I belong. I love what I do. I love talking about all things productivity and habits and systems. Happy to be here today to, to answer some questions and, and dig into it. You are so needed. I'm telling you, like, I hope you realize that every day. And <laughs> I know when people work with people like you, they get like, they might not get it when they first decide like, yes, I need this. Mm-hmm. But once you really dive in, you really get it. Like, oh yeah, what yeah. was I doing with, I was crazy without this. Like, yeah, who let yeah. me have 10,000 emails sitting in my inbox and who let me right. work this way? Right. Yeah. I just had a personal aha moment listening to you speak because I had a traumatic brain injury when I was 17. And I, Kelly, you know, I talk about this all the time. I'm like, I think I have executive brain, uh, executive function problems. But when you said that, I was like, well, I, I really do then, yeah. you know, cause like yes. I self-diagnose myself with that all the, mm-hmm. like, and those sorts of things, but you know, 1990, they didn't mm-hmm. talk about that stuff. 
Yeah. So yeah, recovery it. was was focused on the physical and not so much on the cognitive, I imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. My, I don't even think I saw a neurologist until 2004. Because That's I crazy. suffer from chronic migraines and things like that. Yeah. So um, yeah. it took, what, 14 mm-hmm. years for me to see a neurologist mm-hmm. for my traumatic head injury in 1990. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, that's uh, that explains it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're not alone, Melissa. I know. So we need people like you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I know I, there's a reason for, you know, my mm-hmm. lack of focus and these yep. sorts of, but the good news is there's strategies, there's exactly. ways to, you know, to work through that it doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, it's not that all of a sudden, all of this gets so easy, right? right. I mean, it still sometimes can be challenging and it's not always fun, right? But once you have, you know, once you have a plan and you have a system, then at least, you know, you're in control. (laughs) And I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, my clients will come to me with the statement of I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And what, if you peel a couple layers there, it means that they feel out of control. And so the more we can get back to feeling like I have a system, I have a plan. And sometimes I still get a little inundated but mm-hmm. I know how to work through it. I know how to get back on top of it. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, the ultimate goal. I mean, we live in a world where we're just, all of us are constantly inundated with information and people who need us and all the different channels that people can communicate with us and the news that pours in 24 oh, yeah. seven. Um, so it's, it's not, it's, it's hard to prevent <laughs> the flow um, of information and, and communication. Uh, but what's important is having some disciplines and boundaries and processes so that you can manage it. Yeah. So how do you like what are, what sort of things do you help your clients do? Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. So, <laughs> yeah. So the the premise of like managing the personal productivity, it really is about I call it like your daily disciplines. So it's really figuring out what are the most important things that need to happen on a pretty consistent daily basis. They might be a little different Monday through Friday versus weekends. Um, but you know, one of the biggest pieces is how are you starting your day? Um, and are you doing some things that help take care of you first, household second? Coffee. And yes, <laughs> <laughs> always, always coffee. <laughs> um, and then outside world third. So you know, most people uh, will wake up and grab their phone and immediately jump into some sort of app, right? Either it's mm-hmm. Facebook or it's text messages or it's the news. And so you're immediately exposing yourself mm-hmm. to the outside world. You've forgotten about yourself and you have, you're distracting yourself from your household, whether that's your pet or you have a child or you have a partner. And so the daily disciplines are to be a peak performer, to um, start your day in control and proactively, what are you doing first to take care of you? So is it exercise? Is it meditation? Is it stretching? Is it coffee? And, And actually, I had a conversation with a client yesterday about this, drinking your coffee and just sitting there and drinking it, not watching the news, not scrolling, not trying to catch up on things, but actually just like sitting with yourself and your thoughts and quiet. That's hard to do. Oh, it's so hard to do. I have a hard time with it, Mm. but like our brains need quiet. (laughs) They need to not always be, you know, um, overwhelmed with things. 
So how do you start your day where you feel in control and you are filling your own cup so that you can then go out in the world and serve your clients and be your best for your team and run your business? So it really starts, it starts with self. It starts with what are those disciplines? Um, sometimes I'll call them non-negotiables, right? Mm. My coffee cup is a non-negotiable in the morning, yeah. but so is walking my kids to the bus stop. And you know, for me, it's exercise. So building those disciplines so you're taking care of yourself. The research that's out that shows how important that is to how well we can focus, um, how well we can be creative, how we can sustain our energy uh, is is plentiful. Mm. (laughs) And it's so important. It's not just a nice to have, it's actually a need to have. So with my clients kind of going back to, okay, what are we, what are we focusing on with you, with your daily disciplines, you know, and and we kind of have them throughout the day too. So, you know, having a screen-free lunch, um, Mm -hmm. making sure that you have kind of a ritual to ramp down your work day. So when you spend time with your family, when you close the door on your office or shut your computer, your mind actually leaves as well. And uh, you can really be present and you can turn off the business mind or the professional mind and turn on the mother, father, friend, you know, uh, parent mind. Um, And so kind of building out those disciplines uh, and really committing to them, having success with them, working in some of the science of building habits. Uh, We were talking earlier about um, one of my favorite books, Atomic Habits by James Clear, Uh, and, and creating those wins for yourself. And then once you have the confidence and the control and the command in that part of your of your life, then going into the office and whether you run the business or you run a team um, or you're just, you're an integral part of uh, a company, um, then you have the energy and the bandwidth and the capacity to perform well, um, to stay focused, to have your, you know, energy levels, um, to come up with creative ideas, um, to be able to do your deep thinking when you're at your desk, right? Mm. And then with the business owners and, and leaders that I work with, you know, then it's figuring out, okay, if I've kind of built these strong efficiencies in my personal life, where do we need efficiencies in our business? So are we making things complicated because we don't have a really good repeatable process for how we're managing, you know, prospective clients or how we're bringing in new clients, um, how we're following up with customers, um, how our team is communicating. That's a big one right now that I Mm -hmm. see the number of companies where um, within a team, they will email each other. They will text each other. They will use, you know, Slack or some sort of a DM channel. And there's so many ways that they're throwing information at each other that what most, what they're spending the majority of their workday just reacting and responding, like what's in my inbox and what's on my text messages and what's over here in the, you know, DM channel. Um, And that is extremely non-productive. So really coming up with best practices and everybody's going to do it this way so that we are streamlined, we're not distracting and interrupting each other, and we're getting the work done um, at 
a high level, a high value, uh, and creating space for the the fun stuff and the innovative stuff. Yeah, I guess I never really, I mean, I did think about it, but like all these productivity apps are really sort of (laughs) anti-productivity, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah. So distracting. One of my colleagues, we joke all the time about Microsoft tools because all of the default settings, when you open an account, they're all like all the bells and notifications and dings and pop-ups, they're all turned on. Right. It's true. (laughs) And so, yeah, yeah, it's like built to distract you, even though it's supposed to be a productive tool because it's all in one. Right. So you really have to be careful to Mm -hmm. ask yourself, well, I have 12 different tools. Why am I using 12? I probably could use two, right? Right. I think I suffer PTSD from the Slack sound. And Voxer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. PTSD. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. 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 But what I did notice, I don't know if you have an iPhone, but the newest iOS now has like a, it puts your phone to sleep for certain hours during the day to keep you productive. And it, I turned it on by accident. It probably yeah. should have been on purpose, but I turned it on by accident. <laughs> I was getting no notifications. I was like, is my phone broken? And then at yeah. 5 p.m., they all came through and I was like, <laughs> oh, that actually works. Like it's it does. Like it's called focus. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's good great, to see. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apple's leaning into that, into yeah. like helping you have fewer um, bells and whistles. Um, but it does, when it happens, you do kind of go to panic, right? Yeah. Like, why is no one calling me? Is something wrong or is something broken? And like, it's such a shame that we can't feel at ease and enjoy, gosh, you know, it's been two right. hours. I've been able to get so much work done and and nothing, nothing has gone wrong. No one nope. is at the emergency room and no client has left me. And, you know, we kind of build up in our mind. If I'm not available at all times for all people, all these worst case scenarios. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that with my clients, it's fun when the, when that light bulb goes on and they mm. realize, oh my goodness, I could, I spent the whole morning working on a new project. No one had an, a real emergency. The business kept running. In fact, they took initiative. They figured some things out on their own that's because awesome. I wasn't available. And so mm-hmm. it is, it's this newfound freedom in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's just us telling it's, it's stories we're telling ourselves yeah. most of the time we have mm-hmm. to be available. We have to react, we have to jump. Um, and so that is, if you ask me like, what's one of the most you know rewarding things about the work I do, it's seeing that realization that oh, I actually can be more focused on my priorities and I can mm-hmm. actually remove myself from the business or from you know the office and things can still operate without me and um, and it can empower other people and and it can create this better ecosystem uh, for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah, we took fr- we took Fridays off during the summer just to try it and it was so good for our mental health that we yes. haven't really gone back to it. Now we're, we're calling them like cleanup days with our clients. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. taking calls. We're not mm-hmm. starting anything new, but we will finish projects. So it really like to give yourself that, and we'll get into this, like to give yourself those habits in like structure. And it just, 
like you said, it's stories we tell ourselves. You're doing no one any favors, especially yourself, by running around like a chicken with your head cut off because no one's thinking about you. You know, your client's probably not wondering why isn't right. she doing this. You're just telling yourself that mm-hmm. they're, they're they they'll leave me or something will happen. I'll lose that lead or I'll lose that right. account, whatever. But off recording, we were talking about. I guess by the time this episode airs, will be like right before yeah the Thanksgiving holiday in the U.S. So that's you know approaching year end. People are starting to plan for 2022. Um, what does that look like? You know, what are you seeing with your clients? How are they preparing for that? Are they preparing? Yeah. Or are they preparing? Right, right. So yeah, the first thing I would say is, if you can start thinking about it now, and not January, yes. you're doing great, right? So uh, another one of kind of like my underlying, you know, principles or, or philosophies is, getting out ahead, being proactive versus reactive. So just sitting down and starting to get some thoughts out of your head and onto paper or onto, you know, into the keyboard about what are your, what, what is your vision for next year? What are some bigger goals that you want to work on? Um, one of the questions I always ask clients when we do some of the, you know, I call that strategic planning, um, what systems and processes need to be put into place next year. What I also encourage individuals to do is to do a little reflecting on the, on the previous year and look at the wins. You accomplish way more than you ever give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. So focus on all the things you did accomplish but yes, there are things that did not get accomplished yet. That's okay. But focus on the gains, what you gained. Um, and then how can you kind of use that as your springboard into the new year? And then also what lessons did you learn? You know, did you lose a big client account because there was not a good onboarding process? Did you not hit some revenue goals because you didn't necessarily get as many resales as you desired? Um, and then how could that, how can you create a solution that is more systems based than just, well, let's throw something out and see if it, you know, sticks to the wall. I think the other piece too is not just, so I'm, I'm giving examples of like, how can the business be better in 2022, but again, it starts with you, Mm -hmm. right? So what do I need to do in my own life? How can I walk the talk? Um, So how am I going to take better care of myself so that I can also take better care of the team, the business, the clients, my family. Um, And so, you know, starting with the self-improvement, but that will then have kind of a trickle down effect. And then we talked also a little bit earlier about, you know, January is coming up and people start thinking about, you know, do I have a new year's resolution I talk to my clients and my community about, don't call it a resolution, but let's call it a habit. Let's call it a commitment. Mm -hmm. Find the word that actually means something more positive to you. I mean, a lot of people kind of have a negative connotation to resolutions. Think of it, it's it's a long game (laughs) approach, not a short, 
gain, right? Um, and so really thinking about, okay, if it's important in 2022 that, you know, I am home for dinner instead of staying late at the office, how can I create some habits and routines so that that becomes a daily discipline that becomes my non-negotiable mm. um, and doesn't just become kind of this um, resolution that feels um, like you're, you know, kind of hitting up, hitting up against a, a wall. And then, yeah, to kind of tie in the the concepts of how do you build a habit and how do you make it stick? I mean, there's a lot of, there's power in community, right? So if that, if that's the resolution, if that's the commitment or the new habit, you know, who in your work environment can say, oh, hey, uh, Melissa, it's five o'clock. Aren't you heading out? Right. Right. <laughs> um, you know, do your kid telling your kids, I'm going to be home for dinner four out of five days each week. And so now you've said it, right? So now you need to execute on it. They'll so hold you to it, it too. Yeah. Oh, yes, they will. And they'll make you feel bad if you don't, yeah. right? They're really good at that. <laughs> so the people you have supporting you and reminding you and holding you accountable, you know, making things really obvious to yourself. And so maybe you have, you know, alarm on your phone and you have a, you know, picture of your kids on your desk because that reminds you. So making it really obvious that this is a priority, this is a goal. And every day I'm aware of this commitment that I made and then rewarding yourself. Mm. That is one of the hardest things for my clients when we're working on habit building. I say, how are you going to reward yourself? And it's really hard. I will say it's even harder for women than my male clients to think of something they're going to do for themselves as a reward. But that scientifically, if we don't reward the behavior, we're less likely to jump back into the cycle of doing it again. So and true. so, yeah, yeah. It's like the, you know, everything I learned about life, I learned in kindergarten. Like we give kids rewards all the time to help them repeat the behavior. Mm, so we have yeah. to do that for ourselves. It doesn't have to be a huge reward either. It can no. be something as simple as like a walk, like a, yeah. or like yeah. mm-hmm. a manicure or a bath or. Yeah. You know, yeah. Reading yes, your I, book. Yeah, it, exactly. It can be small. It's not like, Oh, well, I have to find time for that. No, right. it can be, maybe it's, I get to pick up dinner on Friday because I got made at home and I cooked the other days. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, I get to take a bubble bath, uh, mm. or, you know, I get to take a break from bedtime and my husband will do it for me. It can just mm. be little things building that in because I think as a, as a society, we're taught not to tap, pat ourselves on the back. Right. We really need to, we need to be able to do it for ourselves. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head, especially women we're like, Oh, yes. it's fine. You know, that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. You know? Right. Yep. And I so. think the word like and you talked about it too, the word resolution. It's like, we think something we're giving up, like I'm going to give up mm-hmm. or, you know, we, the first thing we go for is like, I'm going to go to the gym. That's yes. my new year's resolution. Or I'm going to lose 10 pounds. It's like, how about flipping it in like something that's going to actually make you feel better. I'm not available to my clients after a certain time during the day. And I used to not be like, I used to be like, I'd break that boundary Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to get better at that's it. Like six o'clock rolls around because we have West coast clients, six o'clock rolls yeah. around. That's it. I'm done. Computer's shut. I'm done mm-hmm. for the day. And it yeah. feels good that it's not mm-hmm. like I shut my computer and it's 10 o'clock and it's time for bed. 
no, it's mm-hmm. six o'clock and you have the whole night ahead of yourself. Like, and I feel yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on the the benefits of it versus the possible, you know, quote unquote costs of it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So good. I think, like I said, we've, we've worked with a productivity coach and it's, it's probably the one of the best things. And I think you mentioned it, like you could get off the rails again because it happens, but go back to that framework that you help them with, that you help your mm-hmm. clients with. And as long as you can recenter yourself and say, all right, I want to get back in control of my day and my business and my life. It's yeah. just, you can yeah. do that. You teach yourself to do that. I use the analogy with a lot of my clients that are, you know, some of my clients feel like, oh, I shouldn't need someone to help me with this, right? I should be able to figure it out myself. And I use the analogy of professional athletes. So mm-hmm. any top performing, we can talk about Serena Williams or LeBron James, um, or, you know, they, they are extremely skilled, right? Mm-hmm. But would any of them show up on a court without multiple coaches. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, none of them, first of all, none of them made it as far as they have made it without coaches. Right. Um, And none of them, you know, Serena didn't get to, you know, her first grand slam event and say, Oh, well, I'm here. So I don't need coaches anymore. Right. Um, So to reach your potential, you have to have those people outside Mm -hmm. who can see things you can't see who can make you show up at practice at 6 a.m. even when you don't want to, who are going to push you harder than you're going to push yourself and who are going to help you celebrate your successes. Mm -hmm. So I love that analogy because then it's like, oh yeah, to be a top performer, I I can't do that without outside perspective. I need to have a team behind me. I need to have experts that are guiding me. Yeah. And I think it's almost a prerequisite for clients that we work with too, because, you know, if, if they don't have a coach, then, you know, how are they evolving? You know, Mm -hmm. how are they growing as an entrepreneur? Even if you're a solopreneur, how do you grow? Like if you're in business for yourself, but you shouldn't be in business by yourself. Yes. Love that thing. Look at you with the I know <laughs> the quote of the mic uh, drop. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> well, this is done for the day. No more. Uh, yeah. For <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah, I was here all week, and now I'm gone. Yeah. It's so Light true. Out. That is one of our questions. You already work with a coach? No. All right, let's back up the bus because yeah. we all need help. Yeah, business coaches need coaches. Oh yeah, I'm sure productivity coaches need yep. productivity coaches. So yeah, it's yep. like. Everybody uh, needs, yeah. These online business managers need coaches. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when we were VAs, we needed VAs. Like yeah. it's everybody needs support. Support. Yeah. I mean, 100%. it's been that way since our guidance counselor is all through school, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It's crazy. Well, we are humans. Are you know we are packed people. <laughs> yeah. And so what happens particularly with solopreneurs, you know, we kind of get in this um isolation uh phase and we, you know, sometimes you forget how much you need other people until you get yourself into the room with others and you say, "Oh yeah. my gosh, I forgot that, you know, the energy of having other people um and having other eyeballs on my ideas and on my work." It's definitely, you know, that is a a trait of entrepreneurs is to kind of put themselves in a vacuum 
for too long. Um, Mm -hmm. So um, definitely breaking out of that. And hello, we just are coming out of a pandemic and so many people launched businesses during the pandemic. It's like they think that's the norm. Yeah, it is. It's a very lonely job, for lack of a better Mm -hmm. phrase. But like Melissa said, you don't have to be you don't have to go it alone. Like we need people like you, especially people like you, because if there's fires all behind us, Mm -hmm. only people are only looking at those fires. So Mm -hmm. let's get the fires put out, get some habits in place, get your shit together for 2022. (laughs) So if they're thinking that, like if they're thinking, all right, that's it. I've put it off. I need mm-hmm. to get it done. I want to I want to hit the ground running in January, preferably in December. Yep. How do they get you? How do they come to you? How do they find you? Yeah. How great, can they work great with question. you? So, I have a couple different ways. I mean, my website peakproductivitycoaching.com is a great way to read a little bit more about me, connect with me there. I'm very active on LinkedIn. And then Facebook, I have a community that is called Peak Productivity for High Performers. So that's a place where I'll do some live trainings um, and, and kind of post some, some think about questions and, and try to get some like-minded individuals um, in that community supporting each other. But that's, and, and I think the ultimate question or, or what, I, what I hear in that question, instead of just finding someone, like reach out, like let's just talk. Right. Because again, it's like, don't take the, don't kind of sidestep and say, oh, I'm just going to think about this. Like just whether it's me or someone else, like just get on the call and start talking. Right. That's the most direct action you can take to start moving yourself forward. I do complimentary initial connection calls, uh, which is just learning about the individual and their business and and kind of where they are and where they want to go. And then you know, I'm very transparent about whether I'm a, I'm the right fit or if there's another direction that I would send them in. But yeah, I would welcome anybody listening to this um, who's curious to connect with me for a chat and um, explore what, uh, what 2022 could look like mm-hmm. uh, with some, some habit and systems improvement and whether working together is, is an option or not. I feel like you're a habit therapist for entrepreneurs. Like <laughs> yes. I feel like you must have to be like a therapist for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, there's definitely, I mean, you have to be vulnerable, right? You have to be willing to say, this is where I am. I have 11,000 emails in my inbox, right? Or I have, you know, four people who I have let down because I didn't get yeah. to, you know, the work they needed me to. So, you know, you do have to be a little vulnerable, <laughs> you know, what we said earlier, like you're not going to grow and evolve and improve if you don't kind of lay it all out there. Yeah. Um, so I've, I'm a very good listener and I'm a very non-judgmental person. Uh, and that's those, I get those two comments from my clients a lot. Uh, because again, I'm not, you know, I'm not here to, to tell you, you haven't done things right. I'm here to support you to mm-hmm. improve and refine uh, and make it work for you. We can attest to that. I think I can. We've known you for an hour and I feel (laughs) no judgment coming from you. I feel as though Melissa feels personally attacked because she's got so many emails in her inbox. I'll tell you off the audio how many I have. Okay. Okay. I've probably heard higher numbers. I'm sure you have because I've had higher numbers before. (laughs) We've cut that down a little bit for her. (laughs) Good. 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. This is, this is, look at, I've got the stress ball right here. Like it's good. It's, it's all good. It's so needed. And I thank yeah. you for coming because yes, I think so many people will, will relate to this and they'll for sure and be able to see themselves trying to get past all that. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have yeah. to be this way. Right. Yeah. So and, and you can take small steps. Yeah. You, you know, just start with one thing, start with one area, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and you're not going to change all your habits in a week. Think about what's one thing I can do today or tomorrow to change things a little bit and start working towards the better version. Every small step gets you closer to, to the big goal. I love it. Any parting mm. words, Melissa? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for giving me that aha moment and making me feel yeah. like it's not all in my head, even though it is all in my head, but like, you know what I mean? And I'm going to do some research on that and how I can fix that. Good. Yeah. So I'm, thank glad. You. I'm glad to be right. here. Thank you so much for letting me uh, share this time with you. It's been yes. great. We might have to kick off next year the same way. Hopefully uh, we'll be all in a better spot due to your help. Yes. Um, habits. But so we'll put all your links in the show notes, the link to your Facebook group. And we'll, we will direct people over there. That's it for us. Uh, we're going to wrap it up and we'll be back next week and um, see what happens then. But in the meantime, enjoy your turkey. Yes, enjoy your turkey. I'm like, wait, we haven't even gotten to Halloween yet, which is this weekend. But by the time this airs, it'll be the week of Thanksgiving and you'll be peeling your turnips and yams. Have Thank a great you. week and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at mergioenterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.